Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day. Hello. It's my new welcome to the podcast, Coxie. G'day. I find myself saying g'day a lot of late. G'day. Like guitar, but g'day. Okay. No. <laughs> welcome to another linguist uh, linguistics episode. I can't even say the damn word. So, no, I'm lost. I, I'd, I'd be no hope. Well, it's a Friday episode, so basically we're just going to talk a bit of dribble and um, and disguise it with some actual uh, intelligent commentary about business, life, tradies, leadership, the usual stuff that you and I uh, bang on about, Nicole. Some little tradey nuggets of gold. That's what we do. We lay them through a whole bunch of rubbish and there's a few <laughs> little nuggets to get you through your Friday. It's like uh, it's like going out to the mullock heaps at Lightning Ridge thinking you might find something valuable and realising that seven million people have been there before you and found <laughs> all of the good bits already. <laughs> but good on you for having a go. Yeah, that's right. I like your optimism. <laughs> I remember as a kid going up to Emerald and Anarchy up in central Queensland doing the same with my parents. Um, so this is multiple decades ago now. And yeah, uh, yeah whatever. So uh, I was so bummed that we didn't find this huge sapphire or emerald. And I, I just had this idea as a 14-year-old that we were going to go up there and find this massive gemstone and because, you know, we're a pretty poor family and, and that mm. would that would just bring all this money in and how awesome would that be? And I spent fucking hours chipping away at dirty old rocks and panning with a sieve and we got burrs in our asses and slept in the freezing cold and we got these crappy little bits of stuff that I don't even know where they are. They're probably in an old jar somewhere in mum's keepsake box. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a great family experience though. Oh, we never had the pleasure, thank God. Instead, every weekend we spent washing out plaster buckets. That was my <laughs> sifting for gold or emeralds or whatever you're looking for. Oh, I used to hate the wheelbarrow job when Dad was concreting. Oh, my God. It's oh, the man. worst. And we, recently, <laughs> we recently made the daughter who never, ever tried to steer a wheelbarrow because we tried to, I don't know, take that privilege away from them perhaps, but made yeah. her carry a very big load of soil down the backyard and I'm watching her teeter each way. <laughs> it's hilarious. But she didn't spill it. She did very well. Switch on your abs, honey. <laughs> yeah, no, washing the concreting tools. That was Ugh. one of my most hated jobs and, you know, the inspection always happened at the end of the task. Yes. Uh, and if I'd left any dags on the trowels or anything like that, it's like, come on, you got to get that off. Don't let it dry. That'll make a mess of the slab next time we do one. I know, and letting it dry. Oh my god! It's like, well, we used to in the afternoons. We would um, back in the days before you had drills to do these things for you, or you can probably buy it all now, ready made. But Dad would come home. We'd have to mix up the oh, yes. with the old. Oh, I don't know what they call them, <laughs> but in the mud. Yeah. Oh my 
God, I had good arms as a teenager. I bet you did. 50 cents a bucket, though. I, you know, I still talk to Dad about those terms. Can we revise those? 50 cents a bucket. Wow. I'm, I'm paying my daughter. I pay her uh, $5 to go and pick up all the dog poo in the yard. <laughs> I think that's a $10 job, surely. <laughs> well, we negotiated, but I may have taken advantage of the eight-and-a-half-year-old's concept of economics. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be talking about that on her own podcast in 10 years, the way I she talk will. about washing the concreting tools. <laughs> she will. That's so Damn funny. dad. Anyway, we're not here to just talk about childhood memories, Coxie, <laughs> I don't think. We no. actually planned this episode. We did have a talk about this episode. Yeah. Um... We want to talk about listening. Maybe, oh, there's a bit of a Chucky in there. Listening oh, to on. our kids. Mm. Listening to our parents. There you go, kids. Listen to your mum and dad. Yes, well, given that this is a Fuck It Friday episode, I don't know that too many kids would actually hear that. No, no. Do any kids listen to our show? I hope not. <laughs> I'm really proud of lots of our episodes, Coxie, and then sometimes I remember some of the other episodes we've done. I think if my daughter ever listens to this podcast... I hope she still loves me. <laughs> my children have stopped listening. They really only check in when I've told them it was about them, the Eshe episode. Yes, yes. Um, and they play that for all their friends. And now and our daughter can play this one uh, <laughs> with me bagging out her abs and wheeling the wheelbarrow. <laughs> she can. <laughs> anyway, listening. Listening is a really – I think it's a, it's a ooh, sometimes lost – art i think it's an incredibly lost art even if i think about the conversations i've had in the last week uh i don't feel that i was heard on many occasions that's that's a good one coxie and we were we were just chatting in our sort of prep for this episode as you uh try and remove some fluff from your microphone there (laughs) how good is video i mean uh you and i can create this podcast 2,000 kilometres away from each other and still, I can still <laughs> see that you're trying to pick fluff off your microphone. <laughs> you can, but that, there's a Chuggy Norris for you. So much of listening is not just about your ears, it's about what you can see as well and the way you interpret what you're seeing and feeling about the conversation. Mm. Hearing is much more than just using your ears. Wow, that was so deep for a Friday. It is a bit deep. Sorry, holy folks. Holy, and we've got a massive day ahead of us. Don't use up all of our brain power too early. No, I won't. Uh, listening, it's um, it's hard to do when your gums are flapping. I think we've always been taught that by our grandparents and our parents. But it does seem that with the advent of social media, and this is my personal opinion, the advent of social media and the change to the platforms that are available, there's a lot of people broadcasting and and broadcasting, it used to be radio. It's a one-way communication, which means it's not communication at all, really. It's just noise. Mm. Um, and, you know, Netflix, Hollywood, television, radio, they're all one-way mediums where one person or organisation broadcasts their message in the hope that it lands on somebody's fertile paddock of a brain and germinates a seed of something. If it's a marketing message, you know, obviously they want you to buy something or take some action, but, um, you know, the news channels, they want you to be scared and and, um, panicked by everything that's going on. So with social media, Coxie, I feel like a lot of business people have forgotten that 
communication and relationship is a two-way thing. It's not broadcasting. It needs to actually engage. And even if that's us just listening to our audience without having a one-on-one two-way conversation, it can still be two-way if we actually pay attention to what people are saying back or around us or about us and I don't think many people actually do that in a healthy way at least. Well it can be a little bit confronting I suppose to open yourself up to criticism which is essentially to some extent what we're talking about. It's a bit hurties. Well, it can be. It can be very pineapple-y. This pineapple thing's going to go on forever, you isn't it? pineapple. You're you obviously know, we, from Queensland. Yes, clearly. <laughs> and when we do our awards, we're going to have the Great Pineapple Award. Oh, the Golden Pineapple Award. The Golden Pineapple Award. Can we get a real <laughs> pineapple and just spray paint it gold in true we can. style? We can. I'll be in charge. But you won't be able to put it on the shelf because it'll get all rotten and wrinkly. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the fruit flies will come. But it can, it can feel really uncomfortable to open ourselves up to critique. And yet, There is so much power in understanding how your consumers, whether it be via the podcast or you as business owners, the customers that you're serving or via broadcast. So think of the news, think of the current affair shows, think of any medium that you can think of when to get that information back to you and actually act upon it, hear what is coming back and act upon it. I feel that there's so much power for healthy change in business. If we're listening, it's more than listening. If we're actually hearing what our clients are saying back to us. Yeah. And and as you and I were chatting about, Coxie, it it doesn't have to be from a survey. No. You don't need to do a a wanky survey like all the big corporates send out to find out about our customer attitudes or preferences or, you know, get critical feedback. It can just be incidental in conversation and... Uh, a lot of you listening to this podcast would be members of our free group. You'd be trade desk members. Many of you are drawing board members and tradiepreneurs. And what a lot of you might not realize is that Coxie and I, we listen really hard. Usually through your walls, we put the glass on the wall. (laughs) We're stalking and voyeuring you. Um, we can't do that with uh, <laughs> with COVID anymore. Like, no, we can't. I can't even make the joke because no one believes me because they know I can't leave Tasmania. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're all safe except for the fellow Taswegians tuning in. G'day, <laughs> all two of you. Uh, but we do listen. Coxie and I talk regularly about uh, what you're all saying in the group. You know, we keep a catalogue of the questions you're asking and, and I'm maybe giving away some of our, well, not secrets, but... I, I'm sharing this, Coxie, in the hope that some of you listening to this go, oh, that's a good idea. I could do that in my business. You mm. know, think about the questions that people ask you as a tradesperson on a day-to-day basis. Some of them you feel are frustrating and stupid, and I happen to agree because I've heard lots of the funny stories. <laughs> um, write them down. Keep a register of those things because that is a list of content you should be creating Blog posts, um, Insta posts, Facebook posts, newsletter, uh, email uh, campaigns, even just building it into your sales process, which, uh, you know, this afternoon we're looking at uh, in our our webinar, Coxie, our monthly webinar, how to stop wasting time quoting. 
Which actually came from feedback when we asked a question in the group. What was the number one pain point? What was everybody frustrated about? It was tire kickers. Wasting time quoting, doing quotes that they knew were never going to convert. So we listened to your feedback and we've created a webinar for those people that are ready and interested and ready to change. So I I feel though it's really valid to make the point. I'm going to validate myself apparently. Well, it's Friday. I'm allowed to. You're okay, Coxie. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important to note that there is a lot of feedback on what's not being said. Feedback doesn't only need to come from words. It can be the lack of words. So if you're regularly asking your clients to rate your business, give you five stars on Google and nobody's doing anything, there's a reason. Mm. You need to get to the bottom of what the reason is. And it's not because it's too hard and they can't be bothered. It's because there's something about your service they haven't enjoyed. Oh, don't assume that you think you know why people behave in a certain way. Absolutely. Don't don't assume that you're missing quotes because you're too expensive. No. Unless you've asked the question. And even if you've asked the question, sometimes you don't get honest answers to those questions unless you ask them in the right way or you dig a little deeper and do the uncomfortable icky thing of, so can you explain more about that? We don't like to do that a lot. No, we don't. Because, again, we're opening ourselves up for critique. Yeah. So how how do you deal with critical feedback, Coxie? Like everyone has their own way of actually dealing with this. But how do you actually take critical feedback? <laughs> That's a really good question. It depends on the feedback. Sometimes it's like, I really don't like what you're saying. This feels like the biggest pineapple up my ass ever. And I will just suck it up, try and plant a smile on my face and think I'm going to have to think about this one later. And honestly, it's come from a place of understanding that regardless of who's giving the feedback, there's a reason for them to give the feedback. And I, whether I like it or not, I at least need to give it some time and sit with that message. And I don't always do it well because I have um, a very bitchy face. And <laughs> Resting bitch face. In two seconds flat. I don't know anybody that can't read my face. And I, so I don't always do that well, but I will take it on board and I will go away and think about it. And then I will actually ask some people that are dear to me whether they feel that the feedback is bang on. Is that feedback right? Do you feel like I do this or do that? And how do you feel I could change? Mm. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like it. Who likes being told something critical about who they are or what they do? I don't like it, but there's a reason why somebody's giving it to me and it's almost a gift, as stupid as that sounds. It's an opportunity to change and it's a gift that somebody trusts me enough that they can bring that to me. Yeah, I feel like in in most cases, it's a sign that the person giving me feedback cares enough to risk their themselves and risk confrontation with me because I'm such an angry bastard. Uh <clears throat> you thrive on confrontation. To, well, it's funny you say that, Coxie. Um, but it, it's it's like they give a shit enough to say, hey, Woz, um, can I give you some feedback, mate? Mm. And there haven't been many people in my life that are willing to do that apart from you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. We do a very good <laughs> yeah. job of giving each other feedback. <laughs> How many days does it take each of us to muster up the uh, the the balls to say to the other one, it's like, hey, Coxie, can I... <laughs> Can I share something with you? <laughs> less and less, I feel, because the, um, the relation, there's more trust in the relationship as it evolves. 
So I feel less and less. It's a bit like giving feedback to your spouse. That happens the second it happens. Yeah. Not always the best way to do it either. No. <laughs> but you, you mentioned that earlier, Coxie, of that whole concept of taking a breath, you know, just taking a pause, mm. particularly before we respond to feedback. Mm. Uh, now, I, I uh, have mentored a lot of people personally over the years, so sort of outside of, of what we do in a business sense as business coaches, Coxie. I've, I've had quite a few people over the years that I've mentored personally, um, which is a scary thought that I'm mentoring someone personally perhaps. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but that whole idea of giving unsolicited feedback, I always um, warn people against that because I used to do that a lot. I mis- misunderstood the whole idea of giving and receiving feedback mm. many years ago when I first started coaching. And I used to give feedback to people because I thought I was helping them. It's like, hey, Coxie, can I give you some feedback? Um, you were really aggressive in that last meeting. And I don't think that's really helping your relationship with our strategic alliance. Thanks. Now, you didn't ask me for that feedback. And I've just basically walked in with the, you know, the four pound lump hammer and said, hey, Coxie. Whack! It's uh, like a bomb. And you're like, the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> so I think there's a pathway to get to actually give feedback. And it's not enough just to say, can I give you some feedback? Mm. And then bang, here it is, both barrels. Mm. Uh, we, we need to, as you said before, there's that trust. Mm. And for those of you listening that want feedback from your customers or want to give feedback to a team member... Some of the first work you have to do is actually lay the foundation for the feedback being heard or for you being able to get it from people because most of us hate confrontation. Yes. Most of us these days are so worried about offending somebody or you know starting an argument or um, having someone like slag us on our business Facebook page because they misunderstood something that we said or how we said it. We need to put a bit more work in these days to actually build the framework to give or receive feedback. Yeah, I think that you can relate that back to thinking about sort of big business that you might have dealt with in the short, I don't know, the last month. Think about any big business you've come in contact with and when they've asked you for feedback, which they do a lot online now. If you've placed an online order somewhere, you'll get message after message after message requesting feedback. Well, I for one just tick the appropriate star and bugger it off. I don't actually want to tell you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to have that conversation with you. Well, your clients are the same. They rarely want to have that conversation with you unless, of course, they're really begrudged and then they might give you some really nasty feedback. Whether you're going to hear that or not, I don't know. Generally, there'll be some confrontation prior to that to make that uncomfortable anyway. But mm. there is it, it. there is a lot about the trust And when I, so for example, when I think about the people in my life I'm happy to give feedback to, I might give feedback to my hairdresser or I'll give feedback to the lady that takes care of my skin or I'll give feedback to those people that I have a more intimate, trusting relationship with rather than big business. Because I feel like in big business, particularly, it's falling on deaf ears and be more worse, really couldn't give a shit about whether I enjoyed my experience there or not. Bingo. Mm. And, I, and you just absolutely nailed it, Coxie, not surprising, <clears throat> that if we don't feel like the other party is listening and that we're going to be heard, most of us just won't even bother. No. 
So if you're asking your customers for feedback, but they feel like you don't care or you're not really listening or they're not likely to be heard, and that can be a really complex issue that we're probably not going to be able to solve in the remaining seven minutes of this podcast episode, (laughs) uh, they're not going to tell you. It'll be crickets. And you'll be like, bloody customers, they never fill out surveys anymore. They They won't give us reviews. And it's like... Maybe it's because they don't feel like you're actually listening. Have you proved mm. to them that you give a shit? Mm. I remember filling out a, a survey for a big corporate that I have a fairly high level of passionate disdain for. Telstra. We're just talking about <laughs> Telstra. Yeah. It's it's like, what what are the national sports of Australia? Someone should put this in the Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> or, or, or go and edit the Wikipedia entry. Australia's national sports, AFL, cricket, uh, rugby league, and hating Telstra. <laughs> and um, and I took the time to fill out their survey and I gave them uh, one and I didn't put it on Facebook. I didn't put it on their Google page. Not that you can. They had to turn all that off. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I actually took the time to write some comments and explain why I gave them such a low rating. And guess what I got back? Crickets. Nothing. No one replied. <laughs> I didn't even get an automated response to say thanks for submitting your survey. No one gives a shit. And even if they do, they're not in a position to do anything about it anyway because the system is buggered. Mm. So I sadly have seen some trade businesses do surveys and then do nothing with the responses. And that's almost worse than doing the survey in the first place. Like you've just proved to those people that you don't give a shit. You have to act on the feedback. That feedback is gold. That's a great opportunity for you to change it up and to serve their needs mm. rather than ignoring it because it makes you uncomfortable or it means that you need to change or you need to put some different procedures or systems into your business rather than ignoring it because it feels too hard. Mm. You've, you've been gifted the power of the ability to change, to make a better experience for your clients so that they will want to call you again. They'll yeah. come back. They'll recommend you. They'll give you those five stars on Google, particularly sure. if they fit you up with some hard critical feedback and you have the ability to take it on board and say, you know what, I really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to make X, Y, Z change. Yeah. Wow. And as you said earlier, feedback is a gift and when anybody gives us a gift, it's polite to say thank you. Yes. Even if it's a big bucket of dog poo that my daughter's picked up. <laughs> say thank you for that. I really appreciate your gift of critical feedback telling us that we're useless and we chipped your tiles and we overcharged and the job was late and your tradesman smelled of cigarette smoke and he walked through the house with his boots on. Thank you very much for your feedback. Really appreciate hearing from customers like you because it helps us to actually improve. Mm. Now, of course, you're going to go rectify the issues and if you don't, then please do because otherwise it's worse again. That's just heaping more dog poo into the bucket. Uh <laughs> But yeah, acting on feedback is just such a simple way to prove and to validate your customer, to avoid a big stoush. Mm. Um, Because if you fly straight into justification and denial and, you know, arguing about, well, that wasn't us. And, uh, well, we did tell you that it was going to be three days late. It's like, that's, that's no good. You're just picking a fight. Yes. And I'm sure plenty of you have had one of those with a spouse or a partner when you've given or received feedback from them. And it's like, I did not. 
<laughs> yes, you did. You always do that with your boots. I do bloody not. Like, that's what some of you are doing with your customers. Please stop it. Can I say too, let's take this to online. When they're coming to your Facebook page or you Google my business or wherever it might be and leaving a negative review, oh my God, there is so much power in that for you as a business owner. And how you respond to it is the most important thing ever. Stop saying, how do I delete it and how do I get rid of it? Don't delete it. Don't get rid of it. Be in control of how you respond to that. Take a moment, pause, and then come back with a solution. I'm really sorry that that was your experience with us. I'd love to talk to you about finding a solution for this. Or I would love to rectify whatever the problem was and come back to your home and fix it for you free of charge. Don't ignore those messages. Don't look for the simple solution of deleting them. Take control, stand up, be responsible for who you are and what has happened and fix it. It's really simple. And you know what that proves to everybody that's looking at your social media profile? Okay, well, they stuffed up and you know what? They just owned it and fixed it. That's fantastic. I will use them. Because if, and here's a little cute axiom you can write down, listeners. If you don't own it, then that customer is going to own you. Oh, shit. (laughs) that's your ass hanging out to the breeze and those things just grow and you know how often do you see maybe you don't so much at the moment right given that you're not consuming so much social media but very often or frequently business owners are coming back with uh, oh we did not do that we told you it would be three days late Mm. and they just start a shit fight that runs on for three days and there's 26 comments and all of a sudden you're getting other bad reviews because other people think that looks like shit and they're going to chip in with their two cents worth. And you just take a situation and rather than being in control as the business owner, you twist it and you turn it and they run away with it on you and you're, you're stuffed. It's too late. Well, you can't fix that. We've got some pretty good examples of that in uh, society at the moment, Nicole, which we won't yes. talk about on this no, show. Let's do it. <laughs> but, you know, something uh, that's not... A catastrophic thing can be easily made into one if you deal with it poorly at the start. I want to make another point, actually. So just, again, on that critical feedback, unfortunately, the television fell into one of those current affair shows the other day. And, of course, (laughs) there was a dodgy tradie on it because there's always a dodgy tradie on it. Really? How much power would there be? And you can use this in your day-to-day when somebody comes to you and says, I heard this or this is what I see. How much power would there be or how little a story would there be if the trader just simply turned around, looked at the cameraman or the camera straight down the barrel and said, hello, thank you very much for approaching me today as I'm at the service station, don't really want to talk to you, but <laughs> thank you for approaching me. I'm sorry, there are, this is a very complex story. I'd love to have a chat with you about it. How about you contact my solicitor and we can talk further? Boom, there's no story anymore. Instead, When the tradie's running inside and get away, I didn't do that, I, I was fine, the job's okay, what are you talking about? Of course it's up to code. And they're running away into the service station. What does everybody look at that guy and think? Guilty. Exactly. So, don't run away from the camera. Is that, no. <laughs> is that a lesson saying, today? Face up to the responsibility you have as a business owner to take that criticism on board. I, I worry for, for some of the people like that because, and, and maybe some of you listening to this are already thinking this, like, yeah, that's all well and good for, for you two, Was and Nick, because you guys are you know, high-level professional content creators. 
<laughs> Actually, no one's thinking that. Um, but but we have produced a lot of episodes. We create a lot of content. Um, you know, you've been on Sky News. I've been on 2UE Radio. You've got a, a regular radio spot. Anybody in southern Queensland, you oh, must. Anybody, anyway. You can. Um, yeah. It's online. It's online. Oh, digital radio these days. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, Nick Cox has herself a regular radio spot. See, we are radio stars. <laughs> uh, what's the station, Coxie? Give us the deets. West Bremer Radio. West Bremer Radio. You just Google it and you can Check listen it to out. it online. But could you wait until after next week? Can I just get the first one under my belt? <laughs> Too late. I've just announced it on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, we might delay this episode a few weeks. Um, <laughs> but easy for us. We do this for a living, right? I'm just a carpenter or a tiler or whatever. I can't speak to bloody television cameras and I don't know how to deal with these things online. It's like, you know what? That's one of the business skills you need to get. Absolute. That's the loving, blunt response is these are the things you need to get better at in this day and age if you want to run a better, bigger, different trade business. Mm. If you don't, then that's totally cool. That's your choice. I'm not going to sit here and judge you much. Uh, but they're the skills you need these days. You need to be able to write. You need to be able to respond to questions. You need to be able to deal with negative reviews. These are some of the things that our drawing board members are learning and crushing and seeing how big a difference it can make. And they're not the sorts of things that you would normally think make the big difference in business. You know, it's not always... You know what? It's almost never about the sexy advertising campaign or the the mind-blowing budget and forecast that you put together, uh, the, the world-class systems that you've created. Some of those things are, are a part of business, but our drawing board members will attest to the fact that it's the simple little things that mm. when you pay attention to them and get better at them, like listening, like responding to reviews, like building that foundation of trust with customers so they'll tell you what they think and they'll be honest with you about your business and how you're doing. That's the stuff that makes a bloody big difference to business, particularly at the level that most of you are at in your trade business where you're very much the face of the business. It's the one percenters as always. Absolutely. So little extra things you do that actually make the most significant change in business. And if I can leave with a final word, never respond in anger. <clears throat> so when you get those nasty reviews or a client rings and they're shouting off the top of their head, take that moment to pause. Have some scripts ready. I think a prepared business owner is a good business owner. Mm. So have some scripts that you can change up given the circumstance and apply those in those areas and then take away the information and think about it. Don't respond in anger. It's only going to create a mess that you will find it very difficult to fix. Great advice, Coxie. Now, um, I have mentioned the drawing board a few times. Um, we are obviously pretty passionate about uh, the drawing board here at Tradies in Business. And, um, and you know what? You'll hear us bang on about it a lot. We unashamedly know that it's making a huge difference to a lot of tradies' lives, um, trade business owners, and the messages. Uh, and I don't mean to sound trite or disingenuous, but sometimes I read the messages that our members send us and I get a bit misty-eyed, Coxie, uh, because it just really, it it literally 
fills my heart with joy to see people seeing change in their lives. And and I'm talking, I'm not talking just the $80,000 extra profit or all the stuff that most business coaches bang on about. I'm talking about the messages we get from wives saying that they've been able to sit down and talk with their husband about the business. Or, you know, people who have who have got the wherewithal to be able to replace a motor vehicle that's flogged or take a long weekend with their family for the first time in years. Like that's the sort of shit that really makes a difference in people's lives. And we're seeing that every week from drawing board members. So um, I am happy to be a broken record about this stuff and talk about it. If you're not ready for that level, that's totally okay. But you know what? Just have a chat to us because I think there's been a few people quite surprised by how ready they were and how quickly they were able to actually make it work. Um, And we're about to make some changes, Coxie, to the Mm -hmm. structure of the boards. Uh, Because we listened, Warwick. Yeah. (laughs) Now, it was a bit uncomfortable because you and I had a fairly stressful... uh, partner meeting this week talking about how it's rolling and um, how to change it and change is always a bit pineapple-y uh, but we've come up with something that we feel really responds to what our drawing board members have been saying either directly to us or thinking that it was just said uh, around us but you know we pay attention we so do. there's really cool changes coming I'm actually really excited about the new format um, it's not completely different but I reckon it's a really good innovation uh, mm. and it's a fantastic example of what we really wish for you listening to this podcast that you're able to do in your own trade business is continue to listen and change and innovate. Mm. And it doesn't have to be massive. Uh, it can no. be small changes that make a big difference. So if you are in business and you're feeling like with all the uncertainty and everything in the world that you would like uh, an understanding ear and maybe you just wish to feel heard as a business owner, hit us up, um, go to the website, it's probably the best place, all the dubs, tradiesinbusiness.com.au, check out the uh, drawing board on there and just have a chat to Coxie and I, it's free, Um, we're happy to book some time with you to have a yarn and see if it's fit and if it's not, all good, we can give you some ideas and send you back out into the big bad world, Um, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's some people just like you that can help you feel heard. On being heard, if you do have some feedback for Warwick and I, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> no, no, no. We'd really no, love you to get in touch. <laughs> well, get, get in touch with me. Don't worry about Warwick. <laughs> yeah, and then Coxie will give it to me. It's like, whack, there you go, Was <laughs> Here's your bomb. <laughs> uh, no, we do really appreciate your feedback. We get some great messages from some of our listeners, generally complaining about something we've said or something we haven't said or an issue we haven't taken on yet, but that's okay. We take that on board and we mix it up and fix it. And we love it because it helps us to give you what you want and need. And that's very important to us. As much as we like carrying on with rubbish and just talking to one another often, we actually enjoy, I guess, helping you shift the needle in your business. And we can only do that when you let us know what exactly you'd like us to talk about. So please Drop us a line, leave us a review on iTunes. I don't think you can do it on Spotify, silly thing it is. Come by Facebook, drop us a DM. You can email either of us or all of us, all of the team. You can email at hello at tradiesandbusiness.com.au or you can, I don't know, how else could they get in touch? Instagram. 
Oh, I haven't had a proper letter from a nice person for a long time. Oh, I'll have to send you another one. That would be lovely. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in, listeners. Uh, We hope you have a fantastic Friday. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon, whether that's with some feedback or putting your hand up for a quick chat uh, to see if, you know, maybe you're you're a fit for uh, jumping in with some of our other board members. And for the drawing board members listening to this, keep an eye on your inbox. (laughs) See you soon. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.